I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. And we welcome you into the debut edition, the 2023 debut edition. We're back and better than ever. It is the best podcast available. I'm your host, Jason Gibbs, coming up on the program today. Assistant General Manager Glenn Cook joins us to recap free agency, look ahead to the draft. We'll talk a little bit about uh, his baseball idol as well on today's program and a whole lot more, plus his love of pizza and grits and eggs. But more... Right now, as we get into things, it is the Browns offseason. It's taken a little while to get going, but the Browns with a flurry of moves in free agency. And, of course, that leads right into April. The players are back in the building in about two weeks from right now. They'll start their offseason program. The draft will happen then April 27th through the 29th. And then from there, we go into rookie minicamp May 12th through the 14th. OTAs then begin May 24th, May 31st, another week of OTAs, and then a shortened off-season program that will wrap up with mandatory veteran minicamp June 6th through the 8th. That gives the guys and everybody in this building a few extra weeks to catch their breath because we're going to be back a little bit earlier thanks to the Hall of Fame game and Joe Thomas overachieving in his career. Uh, We'll be back early, so we end up with a shorter off-season program, and we will keep you covered throughout all of it every Thursday on the best podcast available. Right now, we talk draft, we talk free agency, and a whole lot more with Assistant General Manager Glenn Cook. Have a watch and have a listen. Here on the best podcast available, the debut in 2023 here with the Assistant General Manager of your Cleveland Browns, Glenn Cook. Mr. Cook, congratulations on being the first up here on the new edition of Uh-oh. the best podcast available. No pressure. No pressure. We're not, uh, you know, it's good. We're good. Life's good. Everything's great. We're a couple weeks away from the draft. We're through the bulk of free agency. But before we even get started, I noticed that uh, you were wearing the other day a certain oh. sweatshirt. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I believe a Yukon sweatshirt. Yeah. Had to uh, pay up. Had to pay up. A friendly bet. Yeah, my, my alma mater didn't come through for me, but it's okay. You know, we made it to the Final Four. So You did with, with my former basketball coach, Coach yeah. Larry Nagel. at Bowling Green. He's legit. Uh, for me. He's legit. So um, he's, he's done a nice job uh, at the U. You I kind of – They did win it. So I'll give you lost that. to the champs. Lost to the champs. That's not a consolation, but lost to the champs. That's all right. They made a nice little Final Four run. Yeah. Uh, Another hard-hitting journalistic question here on the best podcast available with Easter quickly approaching. Ham, turkey, or other for the dinner? What will be on your uh, on your dinner table this uh, the coming weekend? Probably won't do a dinner, but uh, 
would say probably other. Other? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not too far from what, what you mentioned, but other. Yeah. All right. Care to elaborate? No, just checking. Okay. Yeah. All right. Not that complicated. It's no. Not, not that fun of an answer. That my, my wife, so we will be out of town for the weekend because my wife does not want to host and she hates ham. So she would like to go somewhere where any option is on the table except for ham. Where are we going? Uh, we'll be in Florida. Probably uh, a little seafood. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With the in-laws for the weekend. Just uh, like, lay it on thick for us Cleveland folks. Uh-huh. Going down to Florida. Yeah, just for a few days. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the weather's not awful right now. No, it'll be, uh, you know, when it's, the weather's warm, it storms here. It'll be in the 70s tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, today. <laughs> today we'll get storms. Tomorrow we'll get 70-degree weather. That, no, is, that is Cleveland. Exactly. Talking with Assistant General Manager Glenn Cook, and, and, and let's get right into it, Glenn, it, from a free agency standpoint. Uh, you, you take a look. You guys have been very active mm-hmm. over the past month and a half, and it, it may have taken a few more days than maybe – I know the fan base was yeah. clamoring for yeah. some things right away, but it, you know, given the current contract situations uh, and whatnot with this football team, things were going to have to develop, especially on the market side. When you go to put together free agency, is there a big board similar to what you see with the draft in your big board that you put together? Short answer, yes. I mean, the first thing we do is kind of try to step back, look at our own team, right? So closer to the end of the season, early January, you kind of want to zoom out, be as objective and honest with yourself as possible and say, hey, what are we, where do we need to get better? You know, where do we need to make some improvements if we're trying to make the playoffs and compete for championships? So we kind of started, start, started there, um, really assessed, you know, who we are, who we were and, and where we want to go. And then, yeah, you start to build it out. Then you look at the marketplace. You look at who's available. Everyone knows who's a free agent, um, you know, who's an RFA, um, you know, who potentially could be available for a trade, which we'll probably talk about. Um, and then you just you, you try to map out, okay, what, where's that nice blend of we need this, we want this, and this is available, right? And so that's kind of how we just approached it. That's a real probably simplistic way of describing it. Um, and we do that over the course of, you know, really two to three months um, as a group and, you know, just run through a bunch of different exercises and really challenge ourselves to make sure we we know who's out there and, and you know, what's going to be the best avenue to, to add them to our team. And, and then, you know, you end up you know, writing, writing a bunch of checks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously. We don't have to do yeah. that. Someone else does that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But you guys set it all up and yeah. where no, the dominoes fall. I, I love the process because you, the thing about free agency is, you, you know, you plan all the way to Z and you just don't know, you know. Like, you know, there's different factors, different different drivers for these for these men as they make these decisions. And we just we try to stay as agile as possible. I think Andrew has talked about that, just being adaptable and, trying to be as agile as possible in these situations and and go get dudes we want you know we want in Cleveland all right so you guys start working with your with your scouts mm-hmm. and, and your your analytics people and, and just it's it's a very collaborative process but then you then you meet with the coach yeah and you've got two new coordinators yeah. that you're also throwing into the mix on that in a new defensive coordinator and a new special teams coordinator 
what what is the process of that? Are you bringing in position coaches as well in that situation? Or? So with Kevin, it's, I mean, with the offensive side, it's e- it was easy, right? Like Kevin's here. Um, that's an ongoing conversation, right? You're always talking about your team week to week, you know, partly um, trying to make sure you have what you need in season to perform and uh, play as well as you can on each side of the ball. But then as you're evaluating, you're, you're just constantly checking the pulse of coach, uh, both coaches, both coordinators, um, to get a sense of like, hey, you know, I really need this. You know, this will really put us in a good spot as a unit. Um, and, you know, bringing in Jim a little bit later probably makes that a little bit tougher. But, you know, he's pretty clear and definitive of what he wants. So it, expedite, Sounds that way. it expedited <laughs> the process for us. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's collaborative. We're, we're always working together in, in, in conversation. I mean, on every move, on every move, even still as we're working through some of the, the guys who are potentially still available um, on the street, as we call it, uh, we're constantly like, hey, Jim, you know, can you take a peek? Or, Kev, what do you think about this guy? Do you think he fits, um, you know, whether it's adding depth or, you know, some, like, you know there's just some guys that are still out there for, for a various amount of reasons. So it's great. You know, the communication is important. Because um, it's not only talent, but you do want to make sure the fit is good. You know, I think that's really important. So you have to talk to the coaches to make sure, like, hey, this guy's going to fit, right? You want to make sure this works. Along those lines of making it a fit, and we'll get into the draft process and, and the interviews, but uh, something that I've heard you mention over the, over the last few months is that second and third hand info and like information about the player as a person. You know, how much of an impact is that in terms of your free agency? Uh, because you have guys there's a certain window that you can start talking to players and talking to their agents and it's got to be a quick turnaround yeah. in some instances. So is it the same amount of research going into finding out about their background and who they are as much as it is what they've done on the field? Now, look, like we say information is king. Like it's, it's important. It's, it's like a strong amount of currency in our business. So, you know, first the foundation is set really by the college process. Um, you know, we change and evolve as, as, as people and, and humans, but kind of you are who you are at your core. So we do lean on like, hey, you know, three, four years ago, this is what we knew about this person. And you just kind of build off that. So it's a fine line because, you, you know, you, you reach out to your connects, but they're also sometimes trying to keep guys in their building. So, you, you know, you just you try to absorb and acquire as much information about, you know, how they've grown or maintained or maybe still been stagnant in their growth as NFL players and just you lump it into the pie right it's just a big soup that you're just trying to figure out like hey how's this guy gonna fit into our organization because he may have fit in the place he was at or he may not have fit well into that place but for us you know we actually think it's 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 a better fit or, or a worse fit so it's definitely important to make sure and one of the things we talk about is you know, once, once, once they get out of college, you don't want to change and ask guys not to do what they've done well. Like Dalvin Tomlinson has been really good at doing what he does. Like <laughs> yeah. we're not going to ask him, you know, to turn into a different player. We want him to come here and, and, and be great in, in the manner that he's been great. So it's really important to make sure we, we lock in on that on and off the field because that's, that's a big piece and we found success in that formula. 
and let's go into some of these guys that that we've gone out and acquired here over the, over the past month. It's been a flurry of guys, as I mentioned. The first few days were quiet, but I think it's I think that was that way for a lot of teams around the National Football League this year. Just kind of wanting to see where the market was going to be set at, and then you had the opportunity to go in. And of course, you guys had a plan. You were prepared, and you took care of business relatively quickly. It starts with Dalvin Tomlinson at defensive tackle. On the edge, uh, it's Ogbo. Did I have that right? Ogbo? Yeah, sure. Ogbo. We call Dom, him Dom, Dom's, him <laughs> Dom's saying yes. Just call him O. I, literally, every day, we have the conversation on Browns Daily. So how do we say it again? How do we say it? Just call him O. Just call him O. I like that. So, and, and then on the defensive side as well, a couple other guys, uh, rotational-type players on the defensive line, but you also go out and get a safety in Juan Thornhill. So three big pieces that you've gone out and acquired. Can you talk a little bit about them and, and what you guys liked about them? Yeah, I'll start up front because we, you know, for us that was, as you can see, a point of emphasis, um, not only because of where we are or were as a team, but just because of how important we think it is to be really good up front, um, like I said, to compete you know, in the National Football League. So Davin was big, um, literally and figuratively. He's a big man. Um, he controls the interior part of the the line of scrimmage, and we wanted to really, you know, make sure we solidified the front and supported Miles and some of our younger guys who are still growing and developing. So Dalvin fit that, you know. I think as you'll probably get to know, he's just as get off the field um, as a leader, setting an example as he is on the field making plays. So um, to kind of have him as the uh, cornerstone of the free agent process this year, I would say, is is probably a pretty good sign. Um, we want you, you want guys like him. So he really he was really he really was a good get and really important for us to get. And then oh, I mean, probably a little underrated. Uh, you know, we're excited about him. We'll see. You know, we're excited about what he can do. He probably had one of the best years, if not the best years of his career. So we're going to continue to put him in a spot to do what he does well. Like the dude gets after the quarterback. He's relentless. Second half of the season, he was one of the top yeah. edge rushers in the National Football League. Absolutely. And so, you know, that's the next piece, right? Like when you can affect these really, really good quarterbacks in the division we play in and the conference we play in, period, the league, um, gives you a better chance. And so, um, you know, hopefully him, Miles, Dalvin, and, and the crew can – Get, get after these dudes we're about to face next year. So um, being able to get him and, and hopefully, you know, catch him on the uptick was was really good for us. And then, yeah, Juan, like, you know, sometimes as you just want good football players. You know, the guy the guy's won two Super Bowls. Um, he's anchored the back end of a pretty good secondary in Kansas City. Um, he fits the skill set we want. Uh, the dude has range. He makes plays on the ball. He can run. He brings energy. Um, you'll see, you know, you, maybe you've seen a little bit. He has a lot of personality. Um, he brings juice in that way. So, again, like, you want to be as deep, versatile, and as talented as you can with the way offense is played in this league. So, being able to bring him in, you know, like you said, it wasn't wasn't the first wave, and it kind of kind of just ended up being a fit, right? Like, he wanted to be here. We wanted him here. Uh, we figured it out, you know, so – it looks like we were intentional about fixing the defense in, in some ways, but honestly, we were just trying to acquire like really good guys. Like you, you don't want to overthink it and, and and be too myopic in the sense of 
you know, we need this position, we need this player. Sure. You know, sometimes you just want to be as talented as you can as well. So that's how it played out. You know, that's how it played yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, those are three really big acquisitions. And I, and I know that there were a few other guys as well, especially that can help the special teams room at the linebacker positions uh, and, and whatnot. On the offensive side of the football, uh, the big piece is going out and acquiring a wide receiver in Elijah Moore. And Andrew alert, uh, alluded to it that, well, you know, we, we had an interest last year when the Jets had him on the market. Yeah. So w- when a guy like that becomes available yet again, w- what is that process like in terms of going and, and getting a player of that magnitude? See, you wish you could kind of – maybe one day, like you wish there could be more insight into some of these things. I mean, like, like, like Andrew stated, it's funny how it works out because, you know, we kind of inquired a little bit um, last year on just their interest in – potentially working on a trade it didn't you know come to fruition and then you look up you know months later and <laughs> he's on our team so it's it's just crazy how that works out sometimes um but yeah part of our thing is just staying prepared i think our research and analytics group um along with our our pro staff really do a good job of making sure we are aware of just potential opportunities um like, you know, I have this quote opportunity comes to the prepared mind. So we're always trying to just stay prepared. You never know, right? Like, you never know who can be available, who's not. Um, you know, we didn't know the Jets and Packers situation. Yeah, it was going on at the same time. would be what it was. So um, part of it is we were prepared to, to jump um, on an opportunity like that. Like, you know, we liked him coming out. You know, he's been productive in the league. He fits what we're, we're, we're looking for in terms of guys on that in that position group. So, um, yeah, I think it's one of those situations where it wasn't a scramble for us. It was like, Hey, okay, this is, this is how we view it. This is how we value the move. Um, this is the impact it would make on our team. And then, you know, and some of the other, uh, ancillary, ancillary considerations like cap and, and financially, but like we were pretty prepared to jump and And sometimes you, you do have to have to be, um, because, other teams were interested and other teams are making offers sometimes being first is best sometimes being last so you know it's fun like those type of transactions are are pretty cool to be a part of i I know you've got a lot more meetings to get to here and i'm good we'll let let you go here in just a minute or two but from from a draft standpoint Mm -hmm. uh no first round pick no second round pick as of now this is this is april and a lot can happen. There we're, we're three weeks away still from any uh, any drafting of any players, so a lot can happen. Obviously, but you have thirty visits that uh, that you get with guys leading up to the draft here in your facility. Right. In addition to the interviews that you had at the combine, and I know you talked about it on, on Browns Daily about yeah. about those interviews. But how important are those thirty visits when essentially you might not be picking till the second or third round at the earliest? third round maybe potentially well one i mean we we also take a long-term view with this like you just never like you know with the trade thing right like sure you know you never know when when these touch points will impact your team in some way so that in and of itself is valuable um just being able to spend time with these young men you know it's difficult during the season you don't want to interrupt their flow interrupt the coach's flow so you're really getting a certain amount and certain type of information and now you can actually get firsthand uh, 
interaction and firsthand statements on certain things that they went through we really get to know them in a different way even with the combine is a little tougher because it's shorter right like it's capped at at 20 minutes so they're in your building in your city around your group um it's been great you know we've had some some pretty pretty dope dudes in here i would think like you just i, I think i said it you know at the combine like the stories you hear um the adversity that these guys face sure you know in life you know some of the successes they've had some of the cool things they've done like things they're doing now especially with with the uh advancement of nil like you these young men are doing stuff i wish i would have been able to do and i was two sports star in college yeah. might have been pretty nice uh, on the nil world. man but so it's these these visits are invaluable they're they're awesome you know whether it's just getting an hour with them at dinner or um you know seeing them take in some of the football information that we we throw at them and how they regurgitate it how they you know how they get excited and the passion they have around potentially like you know running our plays sure executing our our, our defense or whatnot so they're 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 really awesome they've been going really well Talking with Assistant General Manager Glenn Cook here on the Best Podcast Available, the debut of the Best Podcast Available for 2023. Um, real quick, as you take a look at this at this team, you know it, it's a 53-man roster, and tough decisions have to be made at some point. Where is that balance, and, and how tough is it? on a guy that maybe you've invested your time in, this organization's invested their time in, to make tough decisions down the stretch if indeed they're not one of the top 53, especially maybe a guy that you've done a lot of homework on and yeah. gone to bat for. I mean, you kind of just embrace that's the job. Uh, you know, cut downs are probably the toughest part of the year for yeah. us. But that's that's just a job. You know, I love competition. I think that that kind of surfaces great things with your team and with individuals. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to shy away from bringing in as many really, really good players and just letting it play out, you know? Like, yeah. you, you got to let let the film, let the environment, let the situation speak to you, you know, don't force it. So, we'll let the best 53 make their way onto the team. We're not going to make the team for them. It's all know? about competition. Yeah. That's, so, I, I, I totally understand. Uh, couple guys that you guys retained uh, on the football side. I want to jump back. Anthony Walker Jr., Ethan Posick, uh, Sione Takitaki, leaders. Bringing those guys back, especially Posick after the year he had uh, on the offensive line in, in a year that started with Nick Harris as the starting center. <laughs> yeah. Posick's got to jump in on the second play of the first preseason game. Uh, and the job he did and the job that you guys were able to do to get those guys back here, uh, Josh Dobbs yeah. uh, being the other one that, that stood out as well. Yeah, I think all the guys you named, I mean, are culture builders. They add to the culture, um, not only in terms of off the field, but just the way they work, their leadership. Um, yeah, I think using Dobbs as an example, probably losing him, you could see it, right? Like he goes to Tennessee and makes a little bit of an impact, you know, and I think if you ask people in that building – uh, it's probably bigger than you, you would have known just by watching the few games he played in. So just, you know, constantly trying to add guys who can help steer the bus and the ship or whatever analogy you want to use to, to compete for championships because that's, that's the biggest piece. Um, Ethan, you know, we didn't know. You just, like I said, you want to be prepared. You never know. Like You're building depth we, on your roster. Yeah, like I think, like I said, credit to the pro group. Like they saw something. 
And, you know, those guys pushed us to, you know, two, three weeks into free agency, like, hey, we might want to consider consider this guy. Like, you know, it's pretty pretty big surprise he's still out there. And then he goes out, plays well, and you, now you get another contract. Can't just let talent walk out your building. So um, you figure it out. And so we're we're excited to get 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 that whole crew back. And you know, obviously, Tock and Awok has a little bit of adversity they got to get through. But we we have a lot of faith that they can. That's why we made the commitments we did. So. All right, final final ones. Little fun. Uh, no pressure. No, th- yeah, we, we're done with it. We're done with the tough stuff. <laughs> Grits and eggs still the oh, favorite yeah. meal. Yeah. Is there a restaurant that you go to, or do you got to make it at home? It doesn't have to be you making it, or or your wife I, making. It doesn't have to be me. I usually make it. Um, my grandmother taught me how to make grits. So I'm pretty. I can't. I can't do grits. Proud of my it's tough. To I'm trying to think. Uh, that's funny. I was just talking to my wife about this. Like, if you asked me last meal, it's either that or peas and fries. Like, it's very bad. <laughs> very bad. Like. And it's not even good One pizza. bite, everybody it's not knows even, the rules. It's not even pizza. good pizza. It's like cheese pizza. I would rock with a whole cheese pizza <laughs> and french fries and be fine. Is there a pizza place you'd go to? Oh, man. Shit, they give me a sponsorship, I'll name them. You know? <laughs> I like it. We'll you know? leave it at that. No, but I'll yeah. say uh, Pizza 216 is okay. pro- probably my go-to. All right. Um, and it sucks because there's a place on the east side, too, that we've been, we've been ordering. That's pretty good out I owe them a shout out, but okay, yeah, I'd say piece of two one six is my go to. Best song that you play on your keyboard. Best song. I know you're not Ooh. you're not big into music, but you uh, taught yourself how to play that's keyboard. That's a good one. Best uh, song. Ribbon in the sky. Really? Yeah, that was a tough one too. That was a tough one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. More fun, free agency or the draft? Ooh, for me the draft. Okay. Yeah. Why? There's. So much more unknown, and I love that. You know, like for yeah. agency, it's they the guys kind of have made their their way. There's a few times where you get some some players. I don't want to name anyone specific, but like you get some players who, okay, like man, he he signed as a free agent and then he blew up. But like college, you just you can have a first overall pick and a you know Brock Purdy who yeah. Those stories are awesome, you know, like Richard Sherman, you know, fifth, sixth round pick. Uh, those, that's what I think. That's what makes the draft exciting. There's just so much uncertainty, and for as many talented evaluators are there out that there are out there, we still we still miss, you know. There's still those those diamond moments. Um, like you said, you never know. Yeah. Uh, that's, there, that's, there's a certain element of you don't know. That's why you do it. I think if it was, you know, perfect perfect marketplace, it wouldn't be as fun. I think that'd be boring. Final one, and I promise this time it's actually the final one here with Assistant General Manager Glenn Cook on the best podcast available, Baseball Idol. You were a baseball player in baseball college. Idol. Is there a player that you idolized growing up? Uh, I wouldn't say idolized. I'd say I Modeled your game after? Emulated heavily Ken Griffey. I mean, lefty, top three sweetest swings ever. I would agree with you that. You know, like him and Tony Gwynn. Like, I'm biased. Like, they're left-handed. I mean, Tony Gwynn is one of the greatest hitters of all time. But he was a great basketball player, too. Yes. very. People didn't appreciate that. Because especially when I was – like, I had to look back, too. He was a little bit heavier when I saw him. But, like, his younger days, like – Yeah. I mean, he was pretty athletic. But I'd say those two. Okay. Like, just the – I was all about trying to have a pure swing. And those guys, like – especially Ken, because, like, Ken Griffey, like, my swing was probably long, long like his. So, I'd say – 
for sure, Griffey. I really if I if I could meet him, that's that's probably the one time I would fan. fan really? Him. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably trip out on that. One. <laughs> All I'd right, really, seriously. I I got to meet him, uh, I at the old Municipal Stadium, Indians game. Uh, I was a big Griffey fan. Yeah. My father took me in his company seats, and we were sitting down. And there was this family right next to us, and he comes over and starts talking to them. And yeah. I was like, w- 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 "What? What's going on here?" It was it was Griffey's mom, and his girlfriend at the time, mm. and other family members, and they were there for the game. So after the game, you're waiting outside. I was trying to get an autograph. You know, you're, you're waiting by the team bus. You could do that back in the day. Yeah. You're waiting by the team bus, and Griffey comes out, and they lost, and he's in a bad mood, and he's not signing, and there's like 20 people around. And his mother pulls him aside and goes, you're going to sign this boy's baseball. I don't care what kind of – she is scolding him in front of me and my father. He is giving me a death stare. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like a, I'm like 10 years old, maybe 11 years old. He wants to kill me. Give me your ball. Sign my baseball. Nah, he's, I, I've heard he's a – He's a great guy. He's a great guy, yeah. Indeed. I appreciate your time. Awesome. I uh, hope I set a set a good standard for the first. I you you did. You set the bar very very high. So. I, I appreciate the time and I wish you and everybody uh, in the war room all the best here in the coming yeah, weeks and fun. yeah, let's, let's get it done. It, it's nice. Like we we filled a, a lot of needs yeah. and and let's go get some other guys and who knows like we let's can, see what shakes you know, out. They say constraints cause creativity, so we might get creative here at seventy four. You never know. Ah. Yeah, little tease. Someone else in the organization likes to tweet out, still cooking. <laughs> so we'll kind of oh see gosh. how that plays out as oh well. Gosh. All right, Glenn Cook, assistant GM. Appreciate the time. All appreciate the best. It. Thanks to assistant general manager Glenn Cook. We wish him and Catherine Raich and Andrew Barry and company uh, all the best here in the coming weeks as we count down to the 2023 NFL Draft. No first-round pick, no second-round pick. Doesn't mean it can't change, as Glenn Cook said. Plenty of time for things to happen here in Berea at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus. Want to thank Connor. Want to thank Yellowstone on the other side of the glass. I'm Jason Gibbs. Make sure you like and subscribe today to the best podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Browns. Keep it locked to clevelandbrowns.com and the Browns mobile app for all the latest news and updates. Browns still not done in free agency, so be aware of that as we count down things to the NFL Draft as well. I'm Jason Gibbs. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the best podcast available. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.